Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market straight in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Maybe to save money. Bundles. They're all about saving money, and they're all, all about making sure you have exactly the right insurance for whatever your insurance need happens to be. It's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com, where customer service means everything. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Dot com Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Again, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, before we get to Mark Wogenrich, our play-by-play call of the day, Colin Morikawa, 23 years of age, Cal grad from the Haas School of Business, wins the PGA. <laughs> Tracer, powered by Top Golf. It looks like a wow. Forward, not right. yeah, it's, oh, it's brilliant, Nick. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That is what we've been waiting for. 23 years of age. Perhaps just hit the shot of his life. <laughs> On CBS yesterday, uh, I, I think one of the great elements that golf course design has introduced has been the drivable par 4 and you've seen it at TPC the 15th hole TPC Hartford I mean I've been to that hole (laughs) it's exciting and Morikawa drove it it was the 14th hole yesterday great call yesterday all right with that, we bring in Mark Wogenrich, SI.com. Mark, I uh, hope you and yours are well, safe, and sound, and please uh, give them all my best. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that was an unreal golf show. I watched. I had to oh. wind that you know, three times when that didn't just happen. He did not just hit that shot. At <laughs> 23 years of age, yeah. it's, hang, it's hanging in the balance. He's not trying to come from behind. He's tied for the lead. Mm-hmm. And he chooses that. Wow. Yeah, I I remember just quickly when um, Angel Cabrera won at Oakmont. I was there, and I was at 18 when he hit that tee shot right down. I thought that was impressive. He split a really tough fairway to hit, but he did not. I mean, that was a needle thread to put that ball there. And then to make the putt, too. That was just – to not curl that one in, that drop straight. Those two – Two of the better back-to-back shots I've seen in an awful long time. Yeah, it was really, really <laughs> impressive yesterday. Really impressive. All right. Is it safe to say that we are in the sports version of a roller coaster? <laughs> At the down part now or in the loop or in the court? I have no or... idea where we are. Nobody knows. <laughs> We're not coming back in the station yet, that's for sure. Yeah. I think I've reached the... 
the fifth stage of the um, the five stages agree that I think I'm an acceptance now that we're not going to have college football. Where I'm getting to now is my question is is what's next, everybody? Well, now what are you going to do? If you're going to cancel, you, I think the Big Ten and everybody else who's choosing to do this, but particularly I think at that level, those Power Five level schools, they, I think they really owe an explanation or at least a um, a roadmap for not necessarily us as like the public and fans, but for the universities, the athletic departments, the programs, the coaches, and mo- most of all the players to say these, you know, understand that we have to do this. That that the this virus is telling us to do this, but this is this. These are the steps we're going to take in order to somehow get back on the field at some point. And I hope that that comes up in the explanation of this. Um, to me, that's that's the biggest thing. Uh, coming out, we get that you're going to... We I think we can understand it intellectually, if not emotionally, yet that there's not going to be any football. But the intellectual part also has to be... We also have to get to that point. What is next? Explain it to us. Take us through this. Give us a map. Show us where we're going. Uh, do the player the players have been in mass? Doesn't matter whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, or with all due respect, Jesse Lucchetto, Devin Ford. Mm-hmm. They've done the hashtag I want to play or hashtag we want to play, and the coaches have now joined in on it. Coaches aside, let's take it from the players' point of view. If the players, along with their parents who have written letters, say, no, we're okay with playing because they trust the protocols because they've said that, mm-hmm. does that have an influence? I think it, it may be just in the public public relations aspect of it, in the public view of it. I don't think it's going to have any – it's not going to matter anything to the – to the commissioners and the people who are going to decide this, probably nor should it. They can understand all that. The issue then you're going to come down to if you're if you're the players are, and their parents are going to be willing to say or, or to say we're willing to play, then that leads you to um, signing a release, which the Big Ten has already said that we're not going to require. We're not not even going to allow our programs um, to require that of students. So. If you're not going to have that release, there's really not a discussion point other than the emotional value of, yeah, these people are hurting and these people really want to play and that they trust it. From what I've heard about what Penn State's doing, they're not alone in this. I'm sure a lot of other Big Ten schools, Jim Harbaugh kind of stated today that he feels really comfortable what they're doing. What I've heard, Penn State has really kind of created a pretty good bubble there with their athletes, their football program in particular, in the way they're able to train and practice. There was uh, Pat Farm was told, um, Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated, that when he's practicing, he forgets about COVID. And I think that is, that's a powerful statement to make. I come back to the idea of, of what is next. I, mean, I think maybe the Big Ten, when it makes this announcement, probably also owes a bit of explanation, a bit of, of some of the reasoning that its medical committee is um, is advising this? Like, what are they seeing? What are they seeing from from testing numbers or projected testing numbers in Big Ten cities and communities? And and what are they projecting when students return to campus at these colleges? That is leading them to believe that it's just not feasible 
to do this so that I'm, you know, they must have that. Um, that's what they're reacting on, and that that is what I mean, that's what ultimately is driving his decision. So maybe a little bit of that um, made public as well would uh, go to, to ultimately soothe the rest of us and soothe, you know, even go beyond the players and their their parents, but to kind of soothe everybody and say, okay, we get it. Maybe it'll also drive something forward that can and that can turn personal behavior around across the country. Where I'm at, I see mask adherence um, pretty high. It's not doesn't seem so to be an issue. From what I understand, so I. It, it is at other places. So maybe, 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 maybe if these colleges they they can't if they're canceling that they can reach some of the people who are not complying with this, and they're telling us that that's the issue. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I mean I, I I see high compliance here, mm-hmm. uh, and you know as I was telling somebody earlier today, I mean people know know I go to mass every Sunday. It's that's that's just me, and we've been going the last nine weeks, and there's been no issue. Everybody wears mm-hmm. a mask. There's been no issue, and that was supposed to be like your mass spreader event. Um, so I, I don't know. I think the way I've looked at it is this. Um, the testing numbers for Penn State come out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the next time through. Uh, we know Northwestern paused, but it was a false positive. Hey, I would right. just, to me, I would keep going if I keep getting good reports. Rutgers is the only team not practicing. The other thirteen are all practicing mm-hmm. right now. Penn State practiced today already. Exactly, and I think didn't President Emmert, um, Mark Emmert, say that um, that these decisions were going to be in on an institutional level as well. Yeah, I I don't understand, and this is where maybe I'm I'm also looking for some clarity when when if you know when the Big Ten eventually does this, if they do, why is it now? Why are you? Why would you cancel the season before we even get to the point where students are back on campus? Because that seems to be another testing marker that would be valuable. There must be something that's telling them right now that it's that's just not possible or not plausible to play in the fall. If there's any sort of doubt, if there's any sort of um, reason that we're saying that some people are, are – are saying maybe it's possible to do that. I don't know why you wouldn't get to the get to that, allow students to get back. I know that's two weeks for Penn State, and get to that point and then continue to practice. And then they've built in time for a delay to the start of the season. Right. If you get, I mean, if you start seeing more positives on campuses, obviously that's going to be an issue. So what is it now? What is it that they're seeing yeah. now in, in yeah, early August that is getting that's. that's the confusion to me. I mean, that's what I'd like to know because mm-hmm. you went through the two-week acclimation walkthrough. Everybody's okay except for Rutgers again. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you're doing this phase. So far it seems like it's going well. To me, the next phase is let him hit, and if that's going well, keep going. Yeah. You, in- you introduce students in the campus. Okay, that's a big one. Find out how it's if it's that's still going okay. To, to me, it's like you just keep taking steps and just keep going. That's me though, and, and I would not feel this way if the players and the parents weren't so strong in their feelings about playing. And I think that's important. Very much so. And again, like the thing, what I've heard, 
coming out, and you would know more being up there, you you know, seeing this in person, they seem to have a pretty good handle on what they're doing. Yes. Um, with the way they're handling their practices. Not just not just football. It sounds like for the most part, um, across Everything. the board that they're handling. And they have the re- Penn State has the resources to do it, whereas other, you know, some other programs aren't going to. But what is it in the Big Ten that is is preventing the Big Ten from or, or pushing the Big Ten to halt it now? Is it is it the issue with the Indiana player? Um, Indiana lineman who told his story about uh, about you know harrowing kind of story about contracting COVID, or is it Rutgers? Is it a combination of those? And are those situational um, occurrences that you can work through without shutting the whole thing down? Or is it the fact that uh, Michigan's president, I believe, his doctorate is infectious disease, mm-hmm. and Michigan State's new president is also a medical professional yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing that out is it possible mm-hmm. that there that there's guidance there from them sure and that, that absolutely would be legitimate and that's what I, I think would benefit us to know what can what points can they make what how can can they make this any better ultimately for the rest of us can they that this is why we can't play so we could have played had we done this, or we can play in the spring if you, if the, if the public will continue to adhere to these um, uh, restrictions that we're putting uh, on people, or we're asking people to uh, adhere to. Um, maybe that, maybe that would get through. Maybe the lack of college football will get through to people where it did. I don't know. You picked a heck of a time to join SI. Yeah, <laughs> really. No <I'm> kidding. <laughs> it's humble. I, I asked myself in in March too, or in April. I said, "This is such a great opportunity, but it's to cover you know, college sports. <laughs> what if that doesn't happen?" <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's something where mm-hmm. you know, I woke up today and I thought, you know, I mean, I you know, I signed something a year ago and whatever, and I thought. There's no way in the face of the earth I thought something from outside sources would keep the team from playing. Right. <laughs> I never thought that in a million years. Mm-hmm. How naive am I? You know, exactly. as, I was, as I was telling your previous guest, I should have taken more science courses and fewer broadcasting courses. <laughs> yeah, and I studied uh, print journalism, so that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, it was worth it because you're really good at it. So, <laughs> hey. Mark, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yeah, we'll thank talk you, soon. Steve. Hope we have good news soon. <laughs> Hope so. Hopefully we will. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Mark Wogerich, SI.com. We'll come back with more in a moment. And by the way, let's let's get a slice of really awesome news before we go to break. The Yankees are fine. Figure I'd say that for your benefit, Matt. Because thank you. Yeah. And what's really been neat is is um, the way the suit has taken all this. He's taken it really well. Ah, uh, yeah, as as good as he can. He's he's pretty depressed. I mean, I know that they were when they you played at the top of the hour the Babel commercial. It came right out of our staff meeting. All right, we'll come back with uh, more in a moment. <laughs> 
here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. uh, By the way, from the NBA bubble, Orlando Phoenix leads Oklahoma City 95-79. A minute to go in the third quarter. The half, Utah leads Dallas 72-54. All the baseballs under the lights. By the way, um, if what's the use of having a taxi squad? The Cardinals taxi squad should be in Pittsburgh right now. Play, you got to play games. You know, I don't want to hear that. Well, they may have to pay them more money or what? Just, why are they there? There's enough Cardinals testing negative where then you can bring up. I don't know. Let's say a, a half dozen to a dozen taxi squad members make a team go play. I mean, what's the you know? Yeah. Um, Uh, that that part I don't get. Why bother having the taxi squad if you're not going to use them? That's supposed to be part of the plan. Scott Frost, Nebraska football coach. Listen to this statement. We're a proud member of the Big Ten. We want to play a Big Ten schedule. So far, so good. <laughs> I think the only reason we would look at other options is if for some reason the Big Ten wasn't playing and only a handful of teams in the Big Ten wanted to continue playing. I think if that's the case, I think we're prepared to look at any and all of our options. Wow. I know where our university president stands, and he wants to play, Frost said. Ryan Day, swinging as hard as we possibly can right now for these players. This isn't over. James Franklin, full support for his players for their hopes and dreams. And we read, I know know it was hard for people to swallow, but I opened the show and actually talked about Jim Harbaugh. But I liked what he said. That's probably the most rational thing I've ever heard him say, quite frankly. 
Yeah, it was really well thought out and well crafted. So, but they're all doing that, and the players left and right are doing this right now. The hashtag I, I want to or we want to play. And Pac-12 is meeting tomorrow. Nick Saban, the players are safer at Alabama than at home. And in a lot of ways, he's absolutely right. But the area that, again, I just feel like you need to keep crossing thresholds. In other words, okay, you've done the two weeks. Oh, first of all, you did the workout part. Yeah, you got through that okay. And then you do the two-week walkthrough where everybody's out there and you have a way of doing it, and you're okay. Now you're into the – Penn State's now at four preseason practices. Penn State has already practiced today, so they're done for the day. Um, both their groups went today already. You keep going with that. Okay, we, so far they're okay. The next testing numbers come out Wednesday. I can tell you right now that the players that are that you expect to be out there, they're all out there. There's no MIAs to indicate that there'd be a problem. There isn't. So now, if that comes out fine, you keep going. Then you start hitting, and you keep going. I mean, the NFL hasn't had any problems so far, have they? Believe me, we'd know. Then... The students are back on campus. Next big threshold. Let's see how it goes. Then you play a game. You see how it goes. To me, that's what this is. Just keep going, and you know, because because the players now have been in training. They've been working the whole deal, right? Conditioning wise, they're on path to where they should be conditioning wise to play a game. It's their game. If they want to play, let them play. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's roller coaster brought to you by <laughs> Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. So great to see Adam. Craig, Young Truman, Steve Engel, one of the great guys ever. And the great time we had the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. And yes, the big birdie on 17 by Mr. Catrillo. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. I don't care if it's you want auto, home, life, business. In fact, I was talking to Steve Engel the other day about a life insurance policy. Uh, you know, yeah, that's what you do. Sit down and you talk to them and get the ball rolling, and they'll do everything they can to find you exactly what you're looking for. Purdy 
Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So, came out today. I'm talking about in the show, out of the gate. And I talked about what's happened in a short period of time, in the short history we have of sports on the professional level, not the collegiate, but on the professional level, and what we've seen. But then we've added in the college data to this point. UCLA, for example, came back June 13th, had, I believe, eight positives, so they paused for about a week, haven't had any since. In fact, I believe the only two places right now that are having any issues are Colorado State and Rutgers. When Nick Saban says it's a safe place for a student-athlete to be, it is. But then we'll see what happens when the students are reintroduced into the population in mass. There are some here now. But so many of them are taking to be again to be frank with you. I mean, let, let's let, college life is not going to be. Hey, let's go. Let's go over the. Now let's do this. Let's do that. It's not going to be like that. You know, it, or going to classrooms. Yes, I'm going to teach my class in person. That's what I intend to do. But I have 11 in my class, and I'm in a big room, and it's going to be spread out. And I'm also going to tell them, hey, look, I'll set up Zoom every single week. If you need the Zoom option, let me know, and I'll set it up. Because, again, I want my students to be comfortable. So you're going to have many, many classes that are already designated to be online anyway, which means they're online for the student-athlete, the volleyball. Again, we're talking about fall sports here. I know we're concentrating on football, but this includes women's soccer, men's soccer, women's volleyball, field hockey, men's and women's cross country. It's all included in this grouping here. And obviously football. Football is the primary focus of this. If players were skittish about not playing, I want to hear them loud and clear, and obviously we've we've said how many times on the show, if they want to opt out, they'll get no criticism in this corner. And I believe that we have held very strongly to that point in anything, in any sport. Often Nadal, for example, doesn't feel comfortable playing the U.S. Open at Flushing Meadow. Okay. Completely get it. Micah Parsons opted out. Completely get it. Now you have players in mass, student-athletes in mass, saying, hey, whoa, 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 hey, put the brakes on this here. We want to play. And they're, vo- they're, you know, they're putting it out on Twitter or they're vocal about it. What's important to me is that they've also had the backing of the parents. 
that's also important. So because the players have been vocal and adamant about wanting to play and not only that, voicing their comfort level with the protocols at their respective schools, even when Micah opted out, he said, hey, the protocols are good. I mean, he was very very pointed about that. And then when you add in the component of the parents, Diane Fryermuth wrote a letter from the, the, the Parents Association for Penn State, uh, I apologize for not knowing Master Teague's uh, father's first name, but he wrote an eloquent letter, same story for Ohio State. When you've got that combination, that makes me say, okay, let's see how it's worked so far in sports. Has it been perfect? No. But, uh, but then when you start looking at the history of it, what you see is most of the problems, not all, but most of the problems have been early in the process. MLS, early in the process. After that, nothing. NHL, okay, early in the uh, process. They did a phase four. They did four phases. They're in the fourth phase now. Okay, In the four phases, most of the problems were in phase one, stopped in phase, everything's cool in phase two, three, and then they, now they're in the bubble. Because remember... They didn't get to the bubble till recently. The NHL worked out in their home cities before going to the bubble. NBA during the off season, you know, waiting for this time. Yeah, they had some positives here and there, like the Nets did with Kevin Durant, and two Lakers had at one point, and so forth. And then some players decided to opt out, but since I've been down there, people that went down, they were all in good shape. And they're look, when we had Calvin Booth, the Denver Nuggets GM on there, Nikola Jokic was in Europe and had to come back. And he had it when he was in Europe. He's fine now. And, of course, there's baseball. 28 of the 32 teams have had no issue. 28 of the 30 teams. They have already expanded baseball by two franchises so anxious 28 of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball have had no issues and the Marlins as the 29th have settled down the Cardinals are still out the Cardinals should bring up their members enough members of the taxi squad to play that's what they're that's what it's designed to do and Rob Manfred should, should mandate that should mandate it it's not going to matter in the overall standings with the Pirates obviously By the way, a great moment for Dick and Milton, by the way. The the Tigers had four first-inning home runs off Holland. It's the ninth time it's ever been done. The last time was the Orioles in 2016. Dick and Milton, a magic moment. But we took you through what the history of all this has been. Albeit it's a short history, PGA Tour, NASCAR, IndyCar. Soup, by the way, has texted me. Oh, boy. Rather, it gets right to the point how August used to be his favorite month of the year. August is no longer my favorite month, (laughs) even with the Indy 500 move to August. That says something right there.
telling so you, I've, he's not he's not in a great mood lately. This is hurting him. You mean on a relative scale? Yes. It's usually in a bad mood to begin with. <laughs> you people are hurtful. I want to go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's the other part, too. He's probably going to sit there along lines at Chick-fil-A in the drive-thru right now. <laughs> but this is where, if the players were skittish or squeamish about this, if they, had, they didn't have confidence in what was going on around them, if the parents were wishy-washy about it, then I probably would not have gone through the beginning of the show the way I did saying, okay, now this, let's look at how it's happened so far and how it's played out. And that's um, but when I saw how adamant the players were about it and how adamant the parents were, the coaches are, are one thing. I, I've got that. But I'm thinking about the student-athletes here. Dick and Milton on his beloved O's. Yes, Steve, I, and I heard you mention yours. I, I've been thinking about calling you for about the last 15 minutes about something else, about this pandemic. And and I know your position. I've heard it I've heard it since you got on the air this, this today. Sure. This would be yeah. better for your, for your buddy Bob Jr. over in, in Danville. But I had heard that one of the real issues with this is the liability, even though they sign a waiver. And I understand that. I read all that. But I also was, I heard an attorney say that waiver will not hold up if something happens. In other words, that, they can sign true. anything they want, but it does, it's just not, it's right. not worth the paper it's written on. Right, exactly. I understand the that. Li- the liability thing. That's that, and I, I, I think that's a lot of what's going to happen here. Well, I think Down that's the, what uh, something yeah. happens. They're worried about getting sued. These schools because that that waiver means nothing. That's what I heard. Anyhow, not oh, would tell you yeah, that they, me. I don't think I don't think you're incorrect about that. I don't think you're incorrect about that. Um, but I think, to me, you take steps, and that's why I think the opt-out part is so important, Dick. The op, I understand the they can opt out, but, but I'm, I'm talking about the guys that sign the waiver and play the season and get hurt, or oh, yeah, get, get, something yeah, happens, and then fact, down the road th- something else worse happens. That's my point. I, th- I think it's, after Ohio State, I think after Ohio State, it was revealed they did it. I don't think anybody else did the waivers, Dick. I think Ohio State I, did. It got out there, and then people are like, oh, "Okay, wait a minute, we can't do that." Because I don't yeah, think I don't that's know. been done. I, I, I was reading I don't earlier think... on. I thought everybody was actually that was no, one of the issues that they were supposed to sign a waiver I, if they were going to keep playing that they wanted to play. I don't. I don't think that was done here, to my knowledge. I don't think it was done at Penn State. I think once it okay. got out about Ohio State, and everybody went, "Oh, wait a minute, hold on." And I think it put the brakes on on that thought process for everybody when when it got out about Ohio State. Um, it's interesting. Ohio State's been about as unified as anybody in this thing, like, <laughs> which has been very interesting to see in all this. Uh, look, the the opt out part, and here's the cr- critical part of the opt out part. To me, you have to assure the student athlete when they opt out. You still got you know your scholarship and your position on this team next year. I think that that's a that to me is the important part. I think you have to make that assurance, which means you then have to tinker a bit with the numbers rule 
to allow that to happen. And I think that's important. If, if, if players have the comfort of knowing that they're not going to lose their spot and have that assurance and have it in writing, then I think that that, that then gives them the option of, of saying to somebody, hey, look, they have the option to opt out. And we assured them everything, scholarship, stipends, everything that, that goes with it, um, so they weren't affected. And I think that now, does that answer all the questions and concerns? No, but it does go a long way toward saying we understood and so did the player. So I guess my question then at the end of the day, after what, after what they've, the, the presidents and the commissioner and everybody said now, do you think they play or don't play this year? I just, I don't know, Dick. And that's a really honest answer I can get. I just don't know. Uh, I know that if I were the 15th person on that conference call, academically I'd be the dumbest guy there. So. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the other thing that I thought about, too, is, that, is you, let's, let's say the Penn State players move from point A to point B, and there are some states that require you to quarantine. If you go there, you have to quarantine to come back into the state then. Uh, for example, let's say you go to Florida. Yeah. Technically, right. and come back to Pennsylvania, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days, and that's not the only state. You're, there's a bunch of them that require that. I'm, I don't know that Penn State's going anywhere where that's an issue, but there are teams that are going to do that. There's teams that are going to yeah. fly into Florida to play football. If they play football, Florida State or University of Florida or Miami, go home, and yeah. technically they're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. I mean, um, why would they make an exception for them and make everybody else quarantine? I guess that's my point. Is, Pens- is Pennsylvania the, the only place would be would I would be Iowa? I think I was the only state. I don't know. Who, only... I don't know who requires a quarantine. I don't, you know, because I'm not leaving this area, so I'm not really concerned about it. I couldn't go to Canada fishing, so I'm not concerned yeah. about it. Uh, my, my point is, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, with I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then again, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are allowed to go into Philadelphia and play, so obviously sports teams are getting waivers to do it. I mean, in other, you know, in other words, you've got well, yeah, but what? They're not playing in Toronto. Uh, No, but again, like the Phillies can go to Fenway Park and play the Red Sox. Guess what? If you go to Massachusetts for Pennsylvania, you have to have a 14-day quarantine. I don't know how they're getting. See, I don't know how they're getting around that. But and I, they're doing I, that it, was only my, that was only a, right. a thought. I just a thought. Right. I think they're they're doing it with waivers. I think because you can apply to the governor or whomever the Department of Health for a waiver to do it. So the Phillies can go to Fenway to play the Red Sox. If a resident of Pennsylvania goes to Massachusetts, they have to go get a 14-day quarantine. Okay, this this one I do know <laughs> because my wife wants to see her mother. <laughs> I said, "Well, you're going to be gone for two weeks," <laughs> and that, yeah, that made it, that, that that made it seem she seemed more anxious after I said that. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of issues that maybe that are not that, that apply here, but people just don't think about. I'm just thinking right. outside the box. Yeah, no, no, I know, and that's why. But it's a good question, though. But why are our pro sports teams, especially Major League Baseball, allowed to do it? Because actually, they are going from state to state on quarantine lists. So there maybe must you be one a, of your, maybe must... you, you, you got your you got your writers on your guys from the Phillies and the Pirates. Maybe some one of them will know the answer. We'll find out for you. Right. I, well, I believe that, but that I believe that's how it's working because uh, New York's been pretty strict about that. Yet teams have gone into Yankee Stadium and played and in, into uh, City Field. Well, that's how strict Canada is. They don't even want the Blue Jays there and, and anybody else. 
No, I know. Yeah, cannabis yeah. for well, well, they, well, they accepted. Well, it's it's interesting. They accepted that most of the American teams worked out in American cities and then went up there and they accepted them. Yeah. In Edmonton and Toronto. Now, Edmonton's so far away. But, <laughs> I mean, that's really that's far away. Dick, I got to well, take a break. I'm going to let you go. It was, my thing was the liability, but as you maybe yeah. to I mean, I just, again, you're right. It's not worth a piece of paper. The liability thing's not worth a piece of paper. It's written on in all likelihood. All right. We'll take a break. Wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKF. Is that his cell number? Huh? Eh, probably not. I'm just asking. I don't know. Greg Sankey, Commissioner of the SEC, continue to stress patience. Be patient. Take time when making decisions. This is all new, and you'll gain better information each day. Obviously, he's been listening to this show for five and a half months. Hasn't that been the credo on this show? Over and over again, be patient. Take your time when making decisions. Again, my point is the players want to play and the parents are okay with them. And you're not getting outbreaks. And believe me, they're not getting outbreaks so far. Penn State practiced again today. Next numbers are scheduled to come out on Wednesday. And this is for all the fall sports, not just football. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 